0: Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 SportsCast Radio Network. Hey Chris, how's it going?
1: It's going fantastically. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Well, welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. We are Meh. a Dallas Stars focus show. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to listeners. Nobody cares about you. Shut up. uh we are two brothers who live in texas and unfortunately care more about hockey than we do football so yay okay so uh we got a lot of things uh lined up for you today so uh we're gonna talk a little bit on this show about the dallas stars rookie that is currently doing really well uh, Jason Robertson. He's got 13 points in 16 games, and that includes a four-point night from the other night. Uh, we're gonna talk about him and see and see if he is going to be a Calder Trophy candidate. Um, we're also gonna talk about some trading deadline stuff for the Stars. Uh, there's some really good articles that are up on uh the Athletic about you know where the Stars should be and where we we think they should be. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the NHL deal with ESPN. Uh, it's gonna be uh, a good thing for the NHL and for ESPN both. So I, I think we'll, uh, it'll be good for both of us. And uh, we'll also preview uh, tonight's game. Uh, they're gonna they have a, another game against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight and uh, that'll start I believe at 7:30, Central time 8:30 Eastern. and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, if it goes anything like the last game, Chris, uh, it'll be excellent for the stars.
1: Yeah, absolutely true. These past three games have been pretty great, so hopefully they can keep on doing that and flip this season around by closing out this series.
0: So, let, let's first talk about uh, this Matt DeFranks article that he put up, and you know, I hadn't even really considered this, um, but it looks like uh, the question he asked was, D- do the Stars have another Calder Trophy candidate in Jason Robertson? And, uh, right now, Jason Robertson is certainly making a case for that. So, like I said, he it has thirteen points in his last sixteen games, and out of the top five rookies in the NHL in scoring, he has uh, the, he has played the least amount of games among those five, and, and in some cases, it's ten less games. Um, so j- just remember, he's been in and out of the lineup for a while, especially in early February, and he's kind of been a main staple for this past month or so, and he's done really well.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true, especially with the amount of games that he's played. He's been in and out of the lineup until now when he's demanded to stay in. So I think if, as long as we leave him in the lineup and Bones doesn't do something silly, like Jason Robertson is going to be in that conversation for the rest of the season, I think. I mean, he's showing no signs of slowing down.
0: Right. So here's the other thing that's a really interesting uh, really interesting fact about Robertson's four-point night the other night against the Chicago Blackhawks. He only became the second rookie in Dallas Stars history to post a four-assist night. And do you know who the other one was?
1: I already saw it. It's Yerry Lettinen.
0: Ah, you cheater. cheater. So, and, of course, where is Yerry Lettinen's number? Up at the top of the rafters of the American Airlines Center. So... That is definitely good company to be in with Uh, if you're Jason Robertson.
1: That's a good omen.
0: So it just seems like this is like another season, just another Calder Trophy uh, possibility for the Stars. A couple years ago it was uh, Miro Haskinen, and this year it's uh, Jason Robertson.
1: And especially with the amount of games he's played. He's up there. He's in the top five, right, for points? Correct. Yeah, and he's played less games than all of them, like by a pretty substantial margin too. So as long as we leave him in there, which the Stars suck at giving prospects their shot, but hopefully we keep, we let him keep playing, then I think he's, he's definitely going to be in that conversation. I mean, he's shown nothing, like no reason why he would slow down ever since he's been a, a staple in this lineup. So he's he's played great every game, offense and defense, too. We see him make great defensive play, plays on back checks. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think he's just become outstanding. Again, I called it. I didn't say he was going to be Calder, so I'm not going to claim I called that. But I said he was going to be in the lineup at least, so he he's definitely proving that.
0: He's definitely been playing better, and especially on the... I, playing I mean, better?
1: He's playing like one of the best rookies. We're talking about <laughs> Calder right now,
0: dude. That is true, but he's still got a long way to go. I still feel like that the Calder trophy is uh, Kaprizov's trophy to lose at this point. The way that he's playing, he, I mean... Uh, Minnesota is doing so well, and a large part of that is because of the play of Kaprizov. Now, if Robertson can continue the uh, the point streak that he's been on and the amount of points that he's putting up, then you know what? Maybe he does get cons- more consideration for the uh, Calder Trophy. But the, the only other thing uh, that's going against him right now it, on top of that is the fact that he plays in a small market. And I, I hate that, but it's it's the truth, Right. Dallas is not a the New York Rangers or the Toronto Maple Leafs or the uh, you know even the Minnesota Wild. Even though the Minnesota Wild are still a small market, you know people don't look at Dallas and look at the players that we have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but like we also are the defending Stanley Cup champions, so he's gonna get more looks than than Haskin and ever did, and Haskin was a defenseman who didn't who didn't get as much playing time as McCarr and uh dude, I can't even think of his name. Hughes. Who's the other guy? Yeah, Hughes. Hughes he didn't play as ever- much as McCarr and Hughes and he was around the same points, which is crazy. So I think as a forward he'll get more looks than Haskinen does. And since the stars they are a big team still, like they're definitely in a rough spot. But I don't think that's gonna last, honestly, especially the way that they've played the last three games. I think this is going to be a turnaround for the Stars, and I think as long as the Stars are playing good, Robertson's going to get some looks. And as long as Robertson's playing good, then the Stars are going to keep getting better. So I think those things would go hand in hand.
0: Well, and it's not like that the – so let's talk about the assists that he had on Tuesday's game. It's not like those assists came and they were just like, you know, little rinky-dinky plays or it was a shot from the point and then someone yeah. picked up the rebound. Yeah other than one assist all three of all the three other assists he had were primary assists on yeah, he was making plays right exactly
1: he so, was he wasn't just finding points out of the blue like like some people do sometimes like i guess ben is one that kind of does that a lot he kind of gets a lot of secondary assists just because he plays with good people but robertson definitely wasn't doing that he was he was the one making the plays and watching where the puck should go in the play so yeah he's he's definitely earning those assists
0: Yes, definitely, I agree, and, and it doesn't hurt when you're playing with Ropey Hence, who is arguably the star's best player right now, and uh, also you know Kiviranta, who got a little bit of a talking to from Bonus this past week, and after he had a really bad game on Sunday, and boy did he make up for it on Tuesday. But uh, anyway, uh, that's another rookie we could talk about. But um,
1: yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Honestly, cause that's kind of an awesome storyline that not many people are talking about.
0: Sure, go like, for it.
1: If you'll remember Sunday's game, he sucked. <laughs> he was bad. He, like, completely gave away a goal. He threw it right in front of our own net. Like, that was nuts. And, like, right after that, that's an amazing game by Kivy. He looked good the entire game. And that's what the starters have always sucked at, that they need to keep trying to be good at, is they they don't give enough enough pressure to those rookies when they need it and deserve it. Like, Kivy Ronta and Robertson have earned the right to make mistakes. So they should be able to make mistakes, have the coach have their back, and put them right back out there for the same amount of time because they deserve it. So as long as those guys keep making mistakes, they're going to keep getting better, obviously, like KV Ronta has and Robertson has. So hopefully those guys keep playing. We know Bones doesn't like playing the young guys, but we got to do it if we want them to get better. And so far they've become a, a huge part of this team.
0: Well, and it looks like he's he might be finally warming up to that idea because cause the play of Robertson has has done, he's been really good. Uh, he let Ty DeLandria come back into the game, and Ty DeLandria had two really good games on Saturday and Sunday. And then uh, he also put down uh, Justin Dowling. So Justin Dowling is on the taxi well, he squad he didn't do right that.
1: Now. Jim Nill did that.
0: Yeah, but you had to think that he's included in on that decision, I, I would think. And, and Dowling's 31 Never years know. old. Dalling's 31 years old. So I would think Yeah, he's an that, older boy. Yeah, he's an older dude, but and I appreciate Justin Dowling for what he does, but he's not what we need right now. Um so one of the things that Robertson talked about in the post game on Tuesday, um he was asked the question of wh- how what did you do different of what's going on? <laughs> and and he, this is what he this is what he said. He said uh, when I feel more confident, I can make more poised plays, whether that be pulling up or trying to lead a, a weak side defenseman up the ice in the breakouts. Going forward, it helps offensively and defensively. I try to work on the transition game and providing offense. Well, boy, has he ever, especially that last little bit. So,
1: yeah, And I like that he talks about transition game because he's really shown like, out of the gate he's a two-way forward. Like, there's been multiple times he, he'll come all the way back and break up what was a two-on-one. Like, I've seen that multiple times. He's made great defensive plays, just five-on-five, five, getting the puck out of his own zone. So I think he's looked great on defense. I think, obviously, he's looked great on offense. The points will show that. But what points won't show is how good of an overall player he is. And I think he really is a, a really well-rounded hockey player.
0: Well, and he I would definitely say he's the most improved player this season, too. And that's something that Bones said. Well, he wasn't even playing last season. I, well, <laughs> well, well. the The thing was, is from the beginning of the season until now, he I think he is the most improved player. And you yeah. know, hopefully and he that's can. That's what get, he's. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry.
1: That's kind of what he was saying, right? Like he he feels like he's doing better this way because he has that confidence, and like scoring points and goals in the NHL will do that for you, like. So it seems to me he's felt like he's always had this skill, but he just hasn't been able to translate it to the NHL. And now that he has some experience in doing it, he's confident in his abilities to do it on this level as well. So I feel like he has been this good of a player. He just hasn't been able to bring that into the NHL, into how fast it is. And now he feels like he can, and he's kind of figured it out. So hopefully that means he's cementing himself in the top six. That's what we're going to see this season, is if he can really keep up this scoring pace to see if he's going to be a top six forward or a bottom six.
0: Well, and then the more interesting thing about this team is that when when Roberts, if he continues to play like this, where he's putting up points basically every game, if not every other game, and then Radulov comes back, and Sagan comes back, and I, I mean, Who do you, who do you put down? It's a scary hockey team. I know. It's scary. So we just, honestly, we do really need him to be one of our better players right now. And that second line was awesome Tuesday. Um,
1: Well, and this is like what we said in the the preseason show. We need somebody like someone's got to step up and fill a role. And in the beginning of the season, pretty much the vets were doing that, right? The vets were scoring all the goals. And we had a whole time. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of dried out. And now Robertson's stepping up and hints is stepping up. Like, that's that's what it takes for a team whose style is more defensive and more focused on moving the puck through demon. is You need one guy to step up and make plays every once in a while, and that's all you need, and you can win games. So right now, it's Robertson who's being the one who's stepping up, just like we said. We need somebody to do it, and Robertson has been the one to do it.
0: Well, not only has he stepped up, but he stepped up after being a healthy scratch for five straight games with 13 points in the next 13 games.
1: Exactly. And that's why that's why we need to play these guys instead of Dowling and Caro like Dowling and Caro are more consistent. I will admit to that, like they're probably mentally a better hockey player but they don't have just the raw talent that these guys can possess and turn into goals.
0: Well, and then the like, other thing is is that, yes, these rookies are going to make mistakes, right? And that's what got tied to Delandria out of the lineup in the first place is because he made a couple of boneheaded decisions in, in the past, and he got back in. But the thing with Dowling and Caro is they won't make those mistakes, but you are exactly right that they don't have that offensive talent that we need right now. And especially with yeah. all of these players for the Stars being out that can score goals, we need more guys like that. And I hope Bonus is seeing that. And, and ma- I, you know, maybe Bonus knows something that I don't know. And But, you know, I mean, he has spent fi- 50 years as an NHL I mean, coach. He, <laughs> but... He's doing what we want now, <laughs> and
1: it's working, right? I mean, we were saying Dowling and Caro shouldn't be out there, and we should be playing our young guys. Our young guys come up, and we're winning now.
0: Well, and, and not we, just obviously should... we
1: know something.
0: <laughs> well, and also, not just not just winning but we're playing better. Yeah, yeah it, it's we're, one we're... thing to win and suck when we win, but like that's fan- like the way we're playing it's fantastic. The last 3 games, last 4 games have been so much better than yeah. the previous 14. Absolutely. And, true. and yeah. the the other thing that Bonus said about Robertson is he's just competing a lot harder and then like the physical side of the game is is getting better. So he Bonus said this about uh about Robertson, but just as a generalization, he said, uh, It's an adjustment every young player has to make, the intensity, the size, the physicality of our players in this league. It was an adjustment for him and still is, but I'll tell you, he's come a long way in the physical part of the game. He's in there battling. So if you go and look at all the highlights of the games, if you go and you look and you actually watch the full game, especially if you can see the full eyes, which it helps being live at the game, you can see what he's doing away from the puck. It It's 20 times better than it was before he was scratched for five straight games.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was talking about. His forecheck and his defense have been great too. Like, it's not just his offense. He's he's figured out, I don't know, he's figured out the secret sauce to the NHL or something. Like He's figured out how to kick it into that higher gear that all the NHL players have. So, it's been great to watch him so far. I think he's definitely going to be a Calder nominee, so... As long as he keeps playing this well. Yeah, well, not this. He doesn't have to keep playing this well, obviously. He doesn't have to score four points out night, night, but I, he yeah. hasn't showed signs since he's been back in that he would be slowing down at all, so...
0: Right, yeah, and I don't expect him to score every single game, because he's a rookie. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean the last time a, a rookie scored insanely like that, that was back in the 90s. So, it, you shouldn't expect that, but... But what I think we can expect from Robertson now is is a consistent point scorer and a top six points scorer. Yeah, and he needs to fulfill that role, especially while Sagan and Radulov are out. So definitely we'll, true. We'll see how that how that goes on for Robertson. So, <clears throat> uh, just a couple of statistics for you. Uh, just you know, among NHL rookies for Robertson. So with at least a hundred minutes at five on five, this is where Robertson kind of ranks per sixty minutes. In goals, he's fourth. In primary assists, he's first. In total assists, he's first. And in points, he's getting up. And in points, he's first. So that's at five on five. So mm-hmm. that means, like you said, he's a full two way player. He's not just getting his points on the power play like Pivelsky is, or you know, getting shorthanded goals or whatever like that. It, and he is one of the best five on five rookies in the NHL right now. Yeah. And uh, that's what I think
1: as a total player, even not even just a point scorer, just an overall player. He's he's just an, a great hockey player all around.
0: Right. And uh, and we kind of mentioned it, but Minnesota's uh, Kaprizov and and then Ottawa's they've got actually two rookies in right now for uh, top scoring rookies. They've got Joss Norris and Tim Stutzler, who is uh, taking that third overall in the uh, draft uh, this past. What was it? October? I think October is, is when they pushed it back, to. I had man. no idea. But, but uh, yeah, so those three guys right now have more points than Robertson, but Robertson can catch them because he's played less games. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in the last two seasons, the Stars have had a couple of candidates for Calder of the Year. Calder of the Year. Rookie of the Year, the Calder Trophy. Calder, Calder of the Year, yeah. Gosh, I'm stupid. Uh, so Hayeskin finished fourth in the 2018-2019 season. And then uh, Dennis Garriano finished 11th last season with his 20 goals, uh, leading the Dallas Stars. So I, I honestly think it- it's a little bit too early to tell where Robertson is going to end up. Uh, but dang, it's definitely a good start.
1: Yeah, I mean, true it's too early, but like, like we've said, he's shown no signs of why he would slow down at all. It's not like these are like fluky goals, and he's making spectacular plays. He's just playing solid hockey,
0: just all across the board. And I, I hope he continues that again tonight. So uh, we'll have to see uh, how he continues to play over the course of the next uh, two and a half months. Can you believe that? There's only two and a half months left in the season, and we just start And there's a easy. lot more hockey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and for those of you that are tuning in that aren't, you know, crazy Stars fans or anything like that, the Stars don't have. Another, you know, another option in the season where they have two ga- two days off. They yep. play a game, day off. Play a game, day off. Or it's play a game, play a game, day off. Yeah,
1: on the game. weekends. So yeah. yeah, so on the you, weekends a, it's like they play every day. You've got a stars game on Saturday and Sunday for until hockey ends.
0: <laughs> right. So. Uh, it, it's getting insane for the stars, but obviously I think Robertson's gonna be a big push for this stars team to at least push until hopefully Sagan can get back and Bishop can get back, and maybe we make a final push to make that uh make the playoffs and get that fourth position. Cause right now, if you look at points percentage, we're fifth. So just with a couple of good games, we gone from seventh to fifth. So we're, we're like five. G.
1: We're like five games behind yeah, the in, in other some teams, cases, six. So, in some cases, yeah, six. yeah, some six, so
0: so, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so anyways, uh, let's transition to a a different topic. So, obviously, the trade deadline is coming up, you know, fairly soon and sooner than we feel like because this is not a normal season. Everything is different. Um, so. I think the I think the deadline is April eleventh, April thirteenth, something like that. So we have a little bit more than a month, uh, before before uh, the stars have to start making some decisions about uh who they are. So, uh, are they sellers? Are they buyers? Are they conservative buyers? Are they just you know stay put and just go with the flow and see what happens? Uh, right now, Chris, where would you say that we're at? Are we sellers or are we buyers, or do we just stay put?
1: I think we're kind of buyers. So if you can find someone at the right pl- at the right price, so maybe draft picks. Because I still feel like we're in a win now mode. Like we have some younger guys, but like th- the real foundation of this roster is in is in the veterans. It's it's Jay Ben Sagan, Pavelski, Radulov, Ben Bishop, Anton Hudoven. Klingberg. Like those are your and Klingberg. Klingberg's those, 27 those are your, now?
0: He's he, he's not he, he's in the prime of his career. He's not a young guy yeah. anymore.
1: He wouldn't be a veteran though, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, those guys like I feel like we can win with these guys. Like obviously we went to the Stanley Cup final last season. If we can get these guys healthy, I feel like we can go again. So if you can find a way to sneak a top six forward or maybe even a uh, another good defenseman to help out on the on the bottom pair for either prospect that is not uh that's not Robertson, Ottinger, Hitz, Grinov, Harley or Delandria then I think you could go for that um, but I don't think we re- you really want to especially cuz of cap space we're not going to be buying anything anything big right now so maybe if you can find something of value for costing nothing that's a part of the team right now you would go for it but other than that i think we're we're staying put i definitely don't think we're selling unless something really takes a turn
0: well so that that's an interesting point that you say that because uh i agree with you we're in kind of a win now mode i think we have this year maybe next year if we're lucky honestly with with this group and uh i, I mean it looks like a it looks like a St- a stanley cup team from the outside you've got the grizzled veterans you've got the the players that should be scoring they're not scoring like they are because of the defensive style of hockey that we play you've got the young guys you've got a fantastic goaltender in uh yeah, Bishop, three, fantastic goaltenders. <laughs> three fantastic goaltenders right now and uh it, it just looks like it but it, we just have not performed to the expectations that we had for this team. And yeah.
1: we've been it's cuz of all the injuries, really. Overall, that's what it has been. Well, I mean, it's been we've had 3 of our highest paid players not playing hockey.
0: Right. So, say, hard,
1: hard to win games when you don't have that.
0: Yeah, Sagan has been out since, you know, the bubble playoffs ended. Uh Bishop has been the same, and he, they're not coming back until April, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you end know, end of April. End of April. Radjarlov has been out for almost for over a month now. Hoping
1: in the next in the next couple of weeks on Rads is yeah. what I've heard. So,
0: so with uh with that in mind, a lot of people are saying the Dallas Stars should be sellers at this point. And now that's at this point. There we're doing it again. This is early. This is early a month before. So if we go on a tear like we did last year, where we went fourteen one and one after we went one seven and one. Which I feel like something like
1: that is on the horizon.
0: Yeah, and it, feel, it feels like this, watching this team right yeah, now. It
1: feels the same. It feels the same as it did last season. When we had those three good games, we were like, oh boy, something's coming. Right. Like, doesn't it feel that way to you? Like, it, it just feels like this team is
0: playing good hockey again. Right, and there's no statistics, really, to back up the feeling yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. of, of, of like, just watching them and saying, yeah, they're doing good. Th- there's no yeah. stat for that. But if... If you watch this team as much as we do, which we're we watch every single game, we watch every single highlight, we I mean, we inhale as many articles as we can read, watch as many videos as we can. <laughs> then then you'll know that this feels this feels different than it did, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So it,
1: it feels exactly like it did last season. So
0: so so, so let's talk uh let's talk on Well, the- well let's let's do that. Let, let
1: let's say the two different options so yes. if we're right and we do go on a tear are you agreeing with me we're we're buyers
0: 100 percent, 100 because with this but group, for the same price as chance. i was saying yes
1: yeah and then so let's say if we do so for the just the sake of argument we're wrong and we go back to playing like we did a few days ago we get like to 400 and point percentage like likely out of it what do we do then
0: well, well, then we look to move some of these players uh, that are, you know, pending UFAs, I would I would suspect. Like, uh, obviously there's untouchables, and we'll get to that in a second. But, like, you know, maybe Cogliano. Cogliano would be a good bottom six forward for somebody, and he needs yeah. to go someplace where he can get a cup again.
1: A, a, a team that wants to make a playoff push would love to have a Cogliano. That's definitely true. Or,
0: you know, on the flip side of Como. Both of those Either guys. Either one of them. Yeah, and, and you know it, they need to go to a team that doesn't need scoring, so like yeah. if, if they go to Tampa, for example, yeah. that would be they, perfect. They would be
1: this. They'd be the same guys. They would be bottom six guys, but they would be grinders and they would be locker room guys. Right.
0: Now on the on the flip side, uh, and everyone's talking about the Seattle expansion draft and who we might lose. Yeah. And, that's what you're preparing
1: for if you're selling right if, if you're, you're selling, selling that's that you're trying to set yourself up to not be hurt
0: Not to that. lose a good a really good player and I and I'm really sad to say this because I don't want to see him go but if we have to sell we have to get we have to sell Jamie Alexiak I feel like because it, it, the, the way that the stars are set up, they're going to protect eight forwards and three defensemen and Alexiak is that fourth defenseman out. And if you have been watching him this year in, in the playoffs, he has solidified his spot in the top four with the Stars. And he, he could be a very good top four player for Seattle. So in order not to lose him for nothing in the expansion draft, I feel like you trade him somewhere where, uh, to a contender that really needs, you know, maybe where he can play as the fifth or sixth defenseman, you know, someplace like that. Because uh, I would hate to... See him I don't think he's playing as a fifth or
1: sixth defenseman anyway. Anywhere, dude, he's a freaking good defenseman. I think he's a two, a one or a two on bad hockey teams, and I think he's definitely a three or four on contenders.
0: Now, in- but I,
1: I think that's fair. I, for a team whose blue line is so important, like the Stars, I feel like the best case scenario for us is to make a deal to keep him. Don't you think?
0: So make a deal I with Seattle?
1: Yeah, I don't know what that would look like, though.
0: Well, the only problem, I, I would hate to do that because you see what uh, Florida did with Vegas. And they made a deal with Vegas, and they said, don't take these players. And they gave them Jonathan Marcheso and Riley Smith. And look what happened to those two players for <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. So it's like I, I would hate to make a deal like that. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that.
1: It's tough to say because, like— Again, when, when do you know when his contract expires? Uh,
0: this I think next season, if I remember correctly. No, this season. This season, X does. Yes.
1: Well, then he's not even available available to be taken unless he's re-signed.
0: Well, they can take a certain amount of contracts. Uh, that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can. They have like a certain amount of time to where they can work out an extension with the player. If they know they're gonna take that player, I I, th- I think that's how it works. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, this um, whole
1: process is strange. Yeah. So even for guys who know hockey, we don't know what the heck's going on.
0: Right. So it,
1: I know you have to have a certain number of players that have played a certain number of games in the NHL that are signed for next season that and, they can take.
0: And like they have to have like uh, I think like two years in the league or something like that. So so players like you know Robertson and uh oh my gosh. Kiviranta are off the board. Like, there's, they're, you can't take those players because they're they rookies. You can't well, take Well, you can
1: players. take – I think you can take them, but I just – don't, I don't think I don't that's, think so.
0: Well, well, I don't well, know. Well, It's we weird. We should probably do just like a a, a non-PGR episode just about the CAL expansion draft and explain it and then do <laughs> our own draft. So we'll, we'll do that later. So we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, anyway, so Alexiak should – be on the radar if we sell now here's the scary one which I don't like and you know uh if you're a stars fan you you see on all these groups everywhere trade Klingberg trade Klingberg he sucks he sucks he doesn't suck first off so shut your pie hole and second off there's if we're really that bad and nil is ready to completely tear this thing down if we have just like a terrible season for the for this next month then John Kleinberg is up there as well.
1: I, uh, I don't see any situation. So he he's still twenty seven, like right. he's got like six to eight good years of hockey left, right? Like
0: I think so too. And, and, and I'm not agreeing with I'm not agreeing with that at all. I I I, I think I'm he's a guy. Down, sorry, go
1: ahead. I think he's a guy that you can take the team down and build it as with him as the captain. Honestly. Like, him being the veteran leader. Like, obviously, if you... So, we know the guys who you would build the team around if you tear it down right now. You'd build it around Haskinen, Hintz, and Gurry. But, like, you you need the veteran presence there, too. Like, a Klingberg could be the great a great guy to put at the helm of that ship. So, I think... I think giving away a great player like him would be silly. And same thing, I know... It's also talked about, Esa Lindell. I think that is dumb i think he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league i think he's one of the best strictly defensive defensemen in the league and even every once in a while he's shown that when Klingers out he can play an offensive style too and be great at it like he's been the he's he's been the top at the at, at 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 power plays at times and he's looked great there so i i think selling either of those guys is dumb i think they're i think we have the best one to in the division, at least, if not the conference.
0: Well, so. here's the reason why they're all saying this: because John Klingberg is really cheap for what he does for the Stars. He he only makes four point two five million, and he's he and they signed him to that long time ago, and Nil, that was a steal of a contract for for Jim Nil. So the, he's gonna expect an extension, and he's gonna expect a. Uh, yeah, a race from that, I would Well assume. and
1: he's talked about that though, and he's talked about why he took a he did take a slightly lower deal to stay here. Like he's talked about that openly. He took a smaller deal, deal because he said Essa deserves more than me. Like that's what he's he said in interviews and stuff. So I I think John wants to play on a winning hockey team. Well, and if that's really true, I think he, he wouldn't if if he wants tons of money, he, he could. I yeah, feel like he good. could go and get seven yeah, or eight, eight somewhere. Right, yeah. And right. if that's the case, you can't sign him. But, like, I I feel like he's such a good hockey player, it's worth writing it out even to the end of his contract.
0: Well, and here's the thing about, you know, the John Klingberg versus Essa Lindell, you know, combo that they're talking about. There's no one to replace Essa Lindell in what he does. Jamie Alexiak might be able to do that, but not as well as Esa Lindell can. Nowhere near as well. as If Lindell. you lose John Klingberg, you have Miro Haskinen, so that's the argument with a, a lot with why a lot of people are saying you know trade Klingberg, while you can get a lot of good assets for him. Now I would love to see him stay and Haskinen stay, and I really hope we can, because that's. It, the reason why we made the Stanley Cup Finals is because of those two players, right? Yeah, they were outstanding. And they were, they act-
1: and I think that's that Those two guys are why the, the the offense through the defense worked so well, and like no other team in the playoffs had that. Nobody nobody was able to set up and consistently get pucks in from their D guys. It's like I think if you want to keep playing like that, you need to have the best guys in the league who are doing it, and that's why we're able to go that far is because we have the best we have the best defensemen. And we're playing a style geared towards them, so I I think it, if we want to play the same way, it's important to keep those guys. But if we're selling, and we want to play like Henson Gurry and and play run and gun and go score on the rush, then I guess you can you can get rid of them. But that that's a tough that's a tough ask for me personally. I know. Right? I don't, I wouldn't like that.
0: I mean, I mean, what would you expect to get back for John Cleanberg?
1: A lot. A lot. A top six I forward, a high, a one or two round draft first, pick, first and a prospect. Draft, not
0: even, not a second round. You would expect a first round in somebody that can score right now. That's what I yeah. would say. Honestly, that's me because you're giving up a guy who is, like you said, he's 27. He's he's in the prime. And a career. tiny contract. Yeah, and I mean he's still going to expect more after this year. So maybe, maybe with the stars, he'll sign somewhere around where Essa Lundell makes. I think Essa makes five and a half somewhere around there yeah somewhere around six uh, but, but man uh I, as a it's hard fan, for me to even I know think yeah about yeah that. like, yeah. We, like uh, even though we're broadcasters and we we are like emotionally invested in this team and we don't want to see a guy like this go yeah.
1: So, like I remember when Klinger scored from the center ice line in his rookie season, mm-hmm. and like that was the coolest thing ever. And every time we, we would take stupid shots while playing street hockey, we would just scream Klingberg, <laughs> like trying to Klingberg! knuckle puck one in. <laughs> so, yeah, he's an awesome player. He's second in points on the team. He's in the prime of his career. He's solid defensively now, too. So... If we if you get rid of them, you have to be completely blowing up the team. Absolutely, everyone going, and you you better be having a high asking price.
0: Okay, so uh, let's talk about some this team and which players are like not going to happen. They're not going to be traded. Uh, may, let's talk about players who are, you know, completely one hundred percent. Untouchable, even if the stars are sellers, and then um, we'll talk about some players who are just kind of they ha- they've got value and they're good, but they may be hard to move just because of their cap hits. And then we we'll talk about some players who might be might be available uh, if we get the right deal. So first off, let's talk about those the players that are just completely untouchable and uh, it just can't happen. And I'm not talking about the young guys. I'm talking about the guys that have NMC's, no-movement clauses. So uh, out of those three guys, uh, it's Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Ben Bishop. So uh, those three guys have no-movement clauses, and they will 100% be protected when Seattle does their expansion draft. And then to add a fourth player on there that's completely untouchable that doesn't have a no-movement clause right now is Mira Haskinen.
1: Yeah, if you got rid of Miro Heiskanen, you would be fired immediately.
0: Right, I mean, like
1: that would be the dumbest decision in all of hockey.
0: The only thing you for, can...
1: no matter what you you can trade like a superstar right now for Miro Heiskanen, and it would be a stupid decision.
0: So even if you got Connor McDavid or Leon Draisaitl, you could get
1: Connor McDavid, and that would be a stupid decision.
0: <laughs> oh, hot takes on the sarcastic Remarks Pod radio show. <laughs> okay, uh, so. Even if we're sellers, who are some players that are just completely untouchable? So now let's include some of these rookies. Who are those? And you kind of mentioned this earlier, but go ahead and mention those players again. Yeah, I think
1: Hintz, Gurionov, and Otter are the three that are definitely you wouldn't move. I think Robertson has definitely looked good right now. And DeLandre has looked decent as well. But, like, they haven't been field-tested as much as Otter, Henson, Gurry have. Like, I know Otter hasn't played a lot of NHL games, but he's played a lot of AHL games, and we've been working this guy for, like, three or four years now. Like, he is the star's goalie of the future. So, like, as soon as either Dobby's gone or Bishop's gone, he's going to be able to step up in a big way. Harley, I think, is great. I wish he would play more. But, again, he hasn't been field-tested the same way. So if somebody is willing to offer you some crazy deal for Robertson, Delandria, or Harley, I would say you could take it. I mean, it'd have to be really good, but if if someone sees something like crazy great and you want to make a push to the playoffs and they're giving you a top six forward or a really good defenseman, a really good scoring defenseman,
0: you might take that deal. I don't know, because even if you do get a fantastic player for the assets that you give up. You don't know how that's going to work with the chemistry of the team. If you keep these players, who, and all of them, are growing up through the Dallas Stars organization, right? So none of these players have gone through other organizations. So this is all they've known. The, The Dallas Stars organization is all they've known. I don't think you trade anybody. Well, really and agree. that's,
1: even,
0: again, even it com- if you get a huge deal.
1: It comes down to what are we doing? Like, are we trying to win the Stanley Cup this year or are we not? If we're trying to win the Stanley Cup, it's worth it to give up a Robertson, a Harley, or a Delandria. But are we, in really, my opinion,
0: are we really that close enough looking at the team right now? Because we, yes. would, we wouldn't have said that. Like, we had no idea the stars were going go to go to the Stanley Cup finals. Right? I thought they
1: were gonna be good.
0: I thought they were gonna be good. You didn't. You
1: thought they were going out in the first round.
0: I thought they were going out in the first round. I do. I, I admit that. But man, this is. I so think hard. this team is.
1: This team is good <laughs> enough to win a Stanley Cup. It, with all of our, if you're fully healthy, I think if we're fully healthy last season, we beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like just with the style that we have, the style of hockey that we play was set up to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just all of our players were dead. <laughs> like none of them could go like if you look at how Tampa how many injured players they had it was like not even close So and they had a much easier path to the playoffs too, by the way But I, I think this team is ready to win the playoffs or, or to win the Stanley Cup So if giving up Harley Robertson or Delantra gets you a good score right now I think it's worth it Again, it also depends on if we truly are making a turn here in the season the way the way I feel so if we dip below 400, of course we're going to hold on to these guys. But as long as we're in the hunt, like, I think if we make the playoffs, we are scary dangerous.
0: Well, that's all we have to do.
1: Yeah, because that's and we've, what we've, we've said. we talked
0: about this on our, on our podcast episodes uh, with our PGRs. It's just that if you can just get to the playoffs, just get to the playoffs, then everything at that time resets – and it's all bets are off at that point.
1: Yeah, cuz this team is built for playoff hockey. That's what we saw last season. Even without great scoring and even with players hurt, they were still able we were able to roll over the Golden Knights. Like it wasn't a challenge. It was easy. So I think this team is built for that. As long as we're able to sneak in, I think we we're likely to get to conference finals.
0: The only way that I see any of those players that we mentioned, uh, all of our young guys who are either in the AHL right now and are very close to making their Dallas Stars debut, or they're already on the Dallas Stars roster, the only way I see any of those players going is if we get like, you know, a huge name. So I'm talking like, uh, uh I don't know, uh, Jack Eichel. How about that? Whoa. So that's, that's and, and again, I don't expect that to happen. Um, but for the Stars to get... Yeah, Eichel, that's not going to happen. Do, I do expect Eichel to get traded soon, you know, within the next yeah. year. Not for two. Jason
1: Robertson, though.
0: But... But it, I mean, it might be included in the package for Jack Eichel. Is what you'd have
1: talking. to you'd have to give him Robertson, Harley, and Delandria for Jack Eichel.
0: yeah, uh, you would need more than that, I would think. I mean, <laughs> maybe it, more than that. Yeah. It, if you go after Jack Eichel, then they're wanting Miro Haskinen, I think You're right. That I mean, that's honestly it. Miro Haskinen plus and that, Jason Robertson.
1: <laughs> that might actually like hinder our ability to go after any big guys, right? I mean, we saw that with uh, uh what's his name? San Jose was on the sins. Carlson? Carlson. We saw that with Carlson. They wouldn't take anything other than Hens or, or Haskinen. And we were like, we'll give you all of this stuff if you take him. And they said no. And they actually took a smaller deal with another team just because they said they wanted Haskinen. So that might actually be a hindrance to our ability to, to pick up anybody big.
0: Well, I am very glad that we did not sign Eric Carlson. How about that? Right. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having Eric Carlson instead of Miro Haskin in right now? That would be so dumb. <laughs> no, no. I, I would not. I would not appreciate that, and I would not like that right now. So, um, it, But I just don't see how you move any players, any of those players, and because in as much you know crap as we give Jim Nil, he's done an excellent job. He's got. Players that are in the prime of the career. I don't right give now. Jim no crap. But I give I Bones do. crap. <laughs> I, I I give I give Jim no crap every once in a while, but it but yeah. So anyway, that's another discussion for another day. Uh, so let's talk about two players that uh they're doing they're doing really well and they have you know some value to a team, but it's just gonna be really hard to move them. And uh two of those players are Joe Pavelski and Alexander Radulov. So, uh, the argument for Joe Pavelski is he's got a full mo- no movement clause through the end of this season, but he's also got a seven million dollar cap hit for somebody who is thirty six, thirty seven.
1: I mean, he's hurt, he's earning every penny of it right now.
0: So yeah, so and, and that's great, but he's he's an, he's a grizzled veteran. He's old now. Uh, I I just don't see. Any team that would yeah, be calling, someone, or even us, like even if we shopped Pavelski, I don't think anybody would be, you know, interested yeah. in picking him up. I think
1: more likely is Radulov, just because he hasn't been playing as well. So we would shop him for something cheaper. Yeah, or playing at all. But, but even then, like, he, I don't think he's gonna. Mo- his wave is no movement clause. Like, I don't think he has a reason to. So I think he's happy where he's at. It seems like everybody on this team is actually happy being on this team. So I think anyone who has a no movement clause isn't really gonna move.
0: Yeah, and and then the other thing with Alexander Radulov, he's got a he's got a modified no trade, no movement clause, but uh he, he's not putting up the points that Pavelski is, and he's making six and a quarter million dollars. So that's so first off they would have to ask Rajiloff to waive his no trade clause, which I don't think he would do anyways, because he seems to like it in Dallas and like playing for the stars. And then on top of that, they would have to find a suitor that would take a six and a quarter million dollar cap hit when basically everybody is in cap hell right now, except for like the Red Wings, who have like thirty-four million dollars in cap space. So I I just I just don't see it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I I agree with that I don't think either of those guys are moving. I think you'd like to to move Radulov, but I don't think there's any chance with the no movement clause. And I think I think the no movement clause was a good thing to give him to get him here. Like I think it was worth it to give him that when we signed him. So I'm not saying it's a bad deal, but it is kind of hindering us right now.
0: So and then we've got players who maybe available if you get the right deal so we've already talked about Alexiak and so let's put that to rest so I mean on top of you know the the Seattle draft he's got a low cap hit uh he's played really well the past year and a half for the yeah. stars but here's a couple other players that may be on the trading block if the stars are sellers uh Anton Hudobin believe it or not yeah it, I think if he's you can on get trading
1: block If you can get something good for Hudobin, that would be a great deal. Like, I love Hudobin. He's great. He's obviously a great goaltender, but he's old, his contract isn't that long, and he's getting paid a pretty decent amount. So if you can get something good for him, and we have an Ottinger behind him is the big thing. So if you can get something good for Hudobin, that would be a great move.
0: Yeah, and the emergence of Ottinger has kind of proven to me that the tandem next year will be Bishop and Ottinger. I, I, so you I, think he's moving
1: even if he doesn't get moved before the trade deadline?
0: Yeah, and if we if we don't have Alexiak, then I think that's the player they take in the in the draft. It, the that Seattle takes in the draft is Dobby just because he's played well, and they just need a Maybe. couple of years to to get their their you know their boots down. So, um, and another player that I thought was really interesting uh was uh. Jason Dickinson. So, we, you and I, kind of have a love-hate relationship when it comes to how Jason Dickinson plays. I love. He's been guy. playing
1: much better this season. I, lo- I will say he's been playing well.
0: I, I love the guy, and I love the what he does for the Stars. He is he he is the definition of a utility player for the Stars. He can play on the fourth line. He's played on the second line, which he may do tonight if Hints is out. Uh, he's played on the first line in some random cases. Uh, he he can do th- he can play on the power play. He can do penalty kill. He's been on three and three. He does everything for the stars. Now, not to the extent that other players may you know showcase more on you know like jo- John Klingberg on the power play or Essa Lindell on the penalty kill. Yeah. But he does everything the right way. Yeah. In- he does his team- job in a team that is a Stanley Cup contender that needs one of those players like that. He is one- a perfect player. I feel like.
1: Yeah. That's true. He he'd be a great guy to pick up before the deadline, just to just to fill a role. It maybe even a a second line center, even just someone who will work hard if he's got good wingers beside him.
0: So the, those are a couple players that if we get the right deal, I think that we do it. So uh, we're we're quickly running out of time. So let's talk about uh, the NHL deal with ESPN. I am excited. This is going to be awesome. I really am yeah. excited.
1: I think it's really cool. Um that, l- like we said when we were speculating about it, I think it it'll definitely get us some, get in, in, the NHL on sports center more, which may not seem like a big deal, like who cares if we're on sports center? like casual sports fans who are just chilling, just watching that 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 could incline them to watch hockey more. And like hockey sucks at marketing. <laughs> so if the hey, ESPN dude. will do if the ESPN will do marketing for us, like That's great. We
0: love that. Well, and that's one of the things that we've been talking about for years now is that, you know, the NBA does a great job with marketing their best players. And then the NFL does that a great job with, like, Mahomes and Brady and J.J. Watt and, you know, some of these other players that are, you know, big stars in the game. And the NHL does that to some extent in Canada and Sportsnet and TSN up there in the north. uh, Yeah, it's not the NHL. Yeah, they, it's the media companies yeah, that are and, doing it. Yeah, and especially Sportsnet does a fantastic job of it, and we've seen that ESPN can do that. So here, here's just a couple of uh, a, a couple of things about that deal. So, uh, oh, let me pull it up. Uh, I can't. I can't find it. I had it a second ago, and then I lost it.
1: Well, it was seven years, and it was like a million, billion, trillion dollars. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's what i know. well let me let me talk about off the top of my head what i remember. um it was a it was a 7 year deal and it was it, they have they didn't release the numbers for it but it's reported that it's worth 2.8 billion over the 7 years. so that's an average That's a of lot about, of money. That's an average of about 400 million, about 410 million, something like that. and that's just half of the deal. the half of the broadcasting rights for the NHL so when the NHL did the Oh, deal, this is only half. Yeah, this is not the whole thing. I didn't even know that. So th- so NBC and Fox are, are the two biggest uh, that are apparently fighting over the rights right now with the NHL for that, you know, they call it the A package. ESPN is the A package and they they have the B package. And there's still people there's still networks that are fighting over the B package. So we'll see where that goes up, but uh, ESPN already already doubled the TV contract that the NHL made in the United States with the NBC deal that they signed over ten years ago. So when they signed the deal ten years ago with NBC, it was about it was about two hundred million in a year. So, I mean, we could be looking at the NHL tripling their the value of their TV contracts, which is fantastic for the for the league. And on top of that, it's going to get more eyeballs on. Uh, on hockey just in general with the casual sports fan which i think is fantastic. Uh and the, th- the thing about ESPN and a lot of people don't like ESPN because of they haven't covered hockey very well in the past 17 years. But they are the worldwide leader in sports. They they are. Yeah. They, I mean there's no Why would you leader.
1: cover hockey if you're not showing any of the games?
0: Right, exactly. So now you
1: got a reason to cover hockey. Mm-hmm. And so I would expect a much larger investment in them on like I expect a NHL like show coming on ESPN pretty much daily. I expect more NHL analysts coming on Sports Center. I expect them talking about big games on SportsCenter. Center. I think it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more hockey on people's on it, people's TVs.
0: Yes, and I'm really excited for that fact, uh, just because of I don't know. I this is this is the station that was covering hockey when I was little. So I was born in 93, and they stopped covering it in 04. So when the Stars won the Stanley Cup, one of the networks that was covering it, other than just Ralph and Razor, was Gary Thorne and Bill Clement. And and for please, for the love of God, please ESPN bring back Gary Thorne. I love Gary Thorne. And it's it's you know 100% just a nostalgic thing. And ESPN has done really good about you know bringing the nostalgia back when they have stuff like this happen. So... I hope they bring him back. And he's 72, but who cares? You know, right? He's old, but who, who cares? Can- bring him back. Bring him back. I would love to see him. Um, uh, th- there's a lot more we could talk about the ESPN deal, but we're running out of time. So let's let's talk about, uh, in the last couple minutes that we have, uh, the Stars are going to play tonight uh, against Chicago starting at 730. They will be at the AAC. Um. I do expect a huge pushback from the Chicago Blackhawks. Chris, what are your final thoughts before we close this out?
1: They've been blown out two games in a row. They, they better be pissed off. Right. So they better come out swinging and the stars need this game. Like as, as much as it can be a must win in the first, in the first half of the season, this is it. Like this will bring us above 500 again in point percentage. It'll bring them down closer to us. So even though it's, just still, the first half of the season. This is as important as an early season series can get. You've got to take both of these. Only getting one is doesn't help us as much. If you, if you take both, it's a it's a huge thing in the standings. It's a huge thing to keep this momentum going. It's just a huge thing trying to get to the playoffs at the end of this season. I think it's a huge game.
0: Right, and all we're fighting for is fourth place. That we don't even care about where we are in the playoffs. We just want fourth place. And right now, uh, that seems to be possible for the stars because right now we are fifth in points percentage but and it
1: looks a lot more possible if you win this game looks a right. lot more possible
0: and but we got to beat up on these teams these teams that you know are should be un- behind us and like chicago is not right now um we got to well, that's up on why we teams.
1: need this game we got to bring chicago closer to us we got to pull them down while we're pulling ourselves up
0: all right, guys, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. You can follow us on Twitter at sarcasticr and also follow us on tw- on Instagram at sarcastic Remarks Podcast. Like us on Facebook and follow us on our YouTube channel. We do lots of other stuff rather than just doing uh, this radio show. So if you want to tune into that, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, we typically do a PGR, a post-game review, after every single Stars game and uh we'd love for you guys to tune into that and let us know your thoughts uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh this afternoon uh thank you guys for tuning in chris thank you once again for joining me and uh guys we'll catch you guys on the flip side and go stars